Hey Imagine everybody, it. welcome to the, oh, you fucked up already, what? <laughs> what? Hey everybody, welcome to the Combo Wombook Podcast, I'm your host, Mr. Gimpy, and next to me as always is the person who interrupts the most, Chip Monk, what's up brother? What's happening man, was I, I talking over you? Up, you dude, dude, bro. I was like, oh, you go ahead and do it, you like, I messed it up last time, I was like, alright man, I'll do it. And no, no, like, no, you said, you, know, you said, like, oh, do so it until I get it now. right, I got it right and you just kept talking. <laughs> Yeah, but you didn't, you know, add anything to that. I was just like, <laughs> you didn't, you were like, all right, bet. You just like gave a countdown. I was like, oh, I guess I'm doing it then. No, no, no. As I was doing the countdown, I was like, I got it. Fuck it. I'm going, I'm counting down. And I was like, three, two, one. It. Yeah, maybe and I was hitting it, dude. It's too much. Uh, I'm uh, joined today by a little gin and juice. It's just uh, my after, sip. after work drank. After lurping, slurping, dude. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what You're that means. Exactly. <laughs> it's a it's live action. Tuber. Role play, dude. That's what a LARP is. Oh, you said lerpin though. I thought that was a coding reference that you put. No, it's, put a, it's a slur. No, like that's like a loop, right? Yeah, it's kind of it's the same but different. It's like yeah. yeah I'm yeah, sipping yeah. water, bro. I'm sober as the day, bad. dude. It's not it really it. is. It's not I don't know. Like I probably should pick up some some drinks. I don't I really have anything like here. A, at the time of re- recording, it's like a Thursday, right? So I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with like a little sippy poo, a little drinking. That's what I'm saying. There's some, some. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I got to say, um, as far as updates go, man, uh, tomorrow for for my work day, I actually have the morning once again, just delegated to me time. So oh. I will be working on the auto runner. So I'm excited for that. I already kind of have my day kind of planned out. Almost uh, done, dude. You've been yes, making sir. progress. Yes, sir. So that's the plan. Uh, the other thing I just wanted to kind of touch on is shout shouts to you, dude, came, coming on the stream no. uh, this past Wednesday and just fucking knocking it out of the park with content, man. Not only did we, it not only did we learn a lot, uh, we got to the final there. boss, uh, the true final boss in in Risk of Rain two, which was a blast. That was a really fun fight. Yeah, I got uh, the end. I saw the credits. What is yep. it? The Mister Gimpy TV or Gimpy? Uh, Mr. Gimpy. Mr. Gimpy. Mr. Gimpy, you're different yeah. on all social media platforms, dude. I'm, no, I'm <laughs> you have to like, have consistent name branding, dude, it's bro. 100% consistent. You're the one who just keeps adding shit to it. <laughs> I just can't remember your shit, dude. Like, you can't, dude. <laughs> is, it, is, is it consistent? Or what are you it's on uh, Twitter? Consistent. Uh, oh, okay. Good point. Oh, Twitter, oh, Twitter hmm. experience, but that was because that was of the dev handle. There's the time zone does. differences or something, dude. Like, I don't know about you, man. You're like, oh, it is 100% consistent, except it's not at all. <laughs> no, I mean, my name here and my name on Twitch are the exact same. All right. All right What's so your YouTube channel? Do you ever post anything thing. to it? Oh, my, my, my personal one? Yeah. yeah it's, Gimpy, it's Gimpy TV. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. You can see my confusion <laughs> well, a little well, bit. Well, <laughs> Good point. But uh, yeah, shout out to Chip, man. What a, what was a super fun stream playing uh, Risk of yeah, Rain with you, man. I, uh, I was like super tired and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give the people what they want. Some you entertainment, did, you dude. Did. To those who uh, Keep them didn't guessing. join, uh, we found out that... Uh, uh, to prevent COVID, you need to wear a condom. Uh, yeah, dude, like the guy at the grocery store was telling me, dude, like it was nuts. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, yeah. dang, man, what the hell's going on out here, dude? This is <laughs> definitely I mean, the vods probably up, right? If you just go watch the vods the up, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one watches vods, but it was funny. It was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. I, know, I think you get a lot of people watching your no vods, dude. VODs. No one watches vods. You get some views. You get like two or three views. You could clip it. There's some. There's some. Somebody who um, stole some content from me on YouTube. 
oh. who, uh, put me in a comp video, but didn't but didn't shout the channel. It's like what the fuck, bro. Dang. I asked him to come to to shout the channel because I I saw someone yeah. like me the video and he goes and he goes no oh, I got you bro and didn't do it I'm like well fuck you <laughs> that's great <laughs> a classic but dude whatever so, so if you guys of... looking at a random uh, Twitch highlight comps uh, my Dead by Daylight gameplay uh, was comped so it feels like there's like a whole subgenre of like uh, content urchins out there now that just like oh, bought yeah. out other people's content like there's like a whole subcategory of like content creators now that like just clip other people's stuff and like make comps of it you know if that makes sense to you i think if you have good editing and stuff you can really do something for it and it's kind of like a win-win right like you see yeah you you see some good gameplay or a funny moment in a comp and then some people will go push to your channel and vice versa maybe like this person's editing or the content they find right i think it could be a win-win which isn't a big deal yeah but like luckily for me like my shit's branded there so it's like on the video it says who it is you know but yeah still like like actually having a link in the description would have been like yeah. any proper. pain point you can yeah. remove you know for uh, sure. that's what for they sure. tell you in sales and marketing kids yeah dude yeah exactly the quicker you get to the purchase if that i have to type in <laughs> mr gimpy or the mr gimpy or gimpy Why tv you dude? Thee, dude? And <laughs> none of my shit ever has a, a the at all I feel like it's a proper title, dude. Nah, dude, it's a Mister's the title, brother. <laughs> Mister Gimps. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, but I'm yeah, not typing man, that I, in. I gotta say, I've <laughs> <laughs> put a link um, in the description, dude. I've had I've had just a blast streaming again, you know, because yeah. I've you know you you you've, you've streamed as well, so you know you get through the highs and the lows or whatever. I was on a just because yeah. I'm looking for a game to enjoy. Not, not, I don't want to take something super serious where I'm trying to be, you know, hardcore pro 9000 or anything, but I'm just trying to chill with the boys, have a good time, but also have some interesting content, you know, All and right. I feel like, like Valorant and stuff. It was, it was fun, but I was getting kind of burnt out. With it Valorant, only, dude? No, I'm not done with it. It was just the only game I was playing. Did so you say you're going to try to see how high you could go by yourself? Yeah. That's the next, that's the next frontier. What happened, man? Did I just haven't done it yet. Room? All right, yeah, like, all. I'm gonna grind it out. I'm gonna really see how high I can climb with my own two wings. The the problem is like like Fable is like uh, I'd have to make a new account just to get the true the true uh, the true rank. You know what I mean? So MMR or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the true MMR or whatever. Because then I'm gonna fuck like playing with the buddies. Because if I get too high of a rank, uh, then I can't play with anybody. You know? So you're that good, dude? That's very yes. <laughs> super braggadocious. You're like, know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% be... saying that. That is, that right. is not hyperbole or anything. I'm 100% saying that. All right, that's fair, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, it's easy to talk in hypotheticals, dude, but, you know. Sure, put it, pull it out, back up my shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, man, I, I, how about you, man? I, I just, we've been, we've been on me oh. for a little bit here. What, what are you up to, man? What's uh, oh, game man. man. AI, AI slanging. I've been doing a lot of AI slang and a little bit of game dev. I wrote out the rest of uh, the idea for my comic book, like that one shot I was talking about, where it's like yes, a sir. magic mages, uh, you know, military. I thought that was a cool idea. So I wrote out like a one shot for that. I got that basically done. I was talking to my buddy and I was like, I enjoyed that part of it, like the creative process. We've talked about this a little bit more, like on this podcast before, where I'm like, for me, like I always like fuck up, like where. When I get to the boring part of things, like that's when I tend to quit. Like that's the fucking incredibly boring to me. Where like the fun part to me is like the imagination, coming up with the idea, writing out everything, like the one shot, like uh, making it 
like envisioning it in my head how it's supposed to look. Cause then for me, like after I write it out, like translating that to like just the art and the paperwork, it's just taking what's already in my mind's eye and then like spending uh, hundreds of hours, like, uh, you know, putting that on paper. And like, to me, that's like the, the most boring part of all the creative process right now. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know. That's something I probably should like work on. I feel like that's not good. <laughs> like I don't like doing boring shit, but I think nobody does. And like it, nothing ever gets done unless you do like that, uh, boring I think stuff. You, need, I, I, you know, I, I thought of this as well. Cause, uh, uh, debugging, right. I fucking yeah. hate debugging. Um, I find it, yeah. I don't find it when you figure it out it's not boring but like doing the tedious thing of going okay what the fuck's causing this and then the research yep. behind it annoying as shit i found if i reward myself with something that i wouldn't normally do it makes it better because i have something to look forward to all right i don't know if you can like use that for the boring shit for yourself but i think it's kind of like a mental block or whatever where you where you do something to let you enjoy once you're done with this task I don't, the only thing that's really worked for me, which is probably like super unhealthy overall, but like what's worked for me in the past is having like a deadline, uh, like of midnight. And then like what ends up usually happening is like, I'll like wait until there's like an hour before that deadline. And then like, I'm like rushing to try and get like everything done. Yeah. I'm like, I was banging all out real quick. Uh, I don't know. Like it's. I was able to write like the way I wrote it all out. Like it's not much to it. It's like, you know, like a 12 page one shot. Like it's nothing crazy. Uh, And I just wrote for like an hour a day until I got it all written down. It only took me like a week to do, but uh, you know, I just like every day I was like, all right, what's happens on this page. And like, I was like throwing out uh, different ideas and like what works best, what, uh, what leaves it like each page with like a cliffhanger. We're like, Oh, what happens next? Oh, what's the interesting thing? Like the big reveal, like, uh, you're the guy who, oh, you know, like this type of stuff. So it's playing with like a lot of those concepts and just trying to like tell like mini stories within each page. Uh, and that, you know, there's a lot of thinking that involved in that. How how many have you nailed down how big the one shot is going to be for you? Or, I, I know when we texted, you said about 18 pages, you thought. Is that yeah. still the goal or? No, I think I got down to about 11 or 12, like for, okay. and like from those 12, like the way I've written it, it's like, I could easily expand it to like a full, like 18 or like 22 pages, like the size of like a normal comic, but this would be like a, almost like a middle issue, like a small thing that would be put in between like pages of like a real book. Uh, but like, even that when I was talking to my, uh, other buddy today, he was like, maybe just leave it like as something that you wrote out, you know, just leave that just written for yourself. And like, that's fine. Move on onward. And I was like, it's not bad but i don't know it's it's something about like just finishing it you know it depends on what you want how you want to see this goal through right i think yeah i think um i get a lot of some people it this doesn't work for some people but for me like um, when i have a game idea right um writing it out so i can look back on it later does a ton for me it may not be something that i want to make right now it may not even be something that i have the skill to work on but actually having it written out um and then when i go back later to look through my old notes and shit like that and finding that uh does a lot for my my own personal morale so i think that uh uh who you're talking to earlier is on to something there because you don't want to lose these ideas that you find good right now right because you yeah. ever have like a really good idea then you go back to it and it's like even better than what you thought when you initially oh, thought sheesh. of it like I, you thought i was going the other way right where you're like oh yeah. you, thought, you went back and it was shit no it was like, oh. i've had ideas where there were even better that oh, and, and now that i've looked at them later and i have the skill to do it where i'm like this is a great fucking idea let's improve up on this yeah. you know like i feel like um 
like you could definitely do that with this one shot dude because you you with the amount of uh like webtoons uh like uh indie comics and shit that you read uh yeah i feel that you could you can make something special dude like this is yeah, a there's no way i can make ass, a I think there's no that, one that can make a bad one. Honestly, I feel like this the breadth of knowledge like there is, but I feel like uh, if it's if it's you, it'll be good no matter what, right? Like it could be objectively yeah. bad, right? But to you and people who know you, it won't be. Yeah, I think it would be amazing. Like I, I'm going the other way with this, right? Because you're like, oh, you know, I think I, no matter what, I think I'd do a good job. I think I could make. Uh, this goes back into the delusion, like that Kurt Angle, like the Russian government spying on me because my Olympic skills are that good. Uh, I think like uh, I have that level of delusion with this, where it's like there's so many bad webtoons and like web yes. comics out there, yes. where if you just like stick to a solid foundation of like interesting character interactions and like a good elevator pitch, a like, concept, because like I, f- I was telling my buddy this the other day, where I was like South Korea really makes a lot of really good movies, and I was like telling him I was like basically what they do is they take like a good uh concept and then they have like really good character interactions for it and he goes yeah you know like everything it takes for a good movie i'm like yeah but i feel like we're lacking like a lot of that like uh in the west especially but like uh i, I think you're or, just like not looking in the in the right place in the west but go on go on i don't mean yeah it. like it, just like having like a good story is like the the foundation to the building and then like all the character interactions are like the dress like the set dressing almost to that uh and that kind of like you know there's like several different ways to propel like a story forward. Uh, it's like, you know, it's man versus man, man versus nature. And then like a uh, man versus, man versus self. self. Yeah. yeah. And then like you have like the hero's journey or whatever. It tends to be what we do here, but there's also like four corner storytelling and everything else. But like, if you just stick to like one of those basic formulas, it's kind of hard to fuck up. <laughs> like really dude. Uh, true. It, it, true. Might, it might be generic. It might be boring. on it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you put your own unique spin, yeah. Here's here's what I always say, man. Man, when when people are like, oh, this is so generic, right? Or or this is very vanilla. The vanilla term is my absolute favorite, right? Because vanilla is the best fucking thing anyone has ever tasted or experienced in their life, dude. Vanilla is fucking amazing. Like, before vanilla, you had nothing, dude. So when someone says something's vanilla, dude, like, like I I would much rather take that as a compliment and I'd say you just gotta improve upon that vanilla. Because if something's vanilla, you got something good. You know it's got I mean? some toppings to it. Do you guys exactly? exactly. Some you gotta secret add sauce. toppings. You gotta put some sauce on that bitch. You gotta put, put some bourbon sprinkles on it. on it. You know, yeah. <laughs> put a little bourbon on it. You know, make a you root beer float out of it, dude. It, dude. So, so I, I think you're onto something there. And I think as far as like, there, there, like I'm not, I'm not a writer by any means. But I think that that anyone, even if you're not like a traditional writer or anything, you know what what a good story is or not, right? Yeah, like, like, yeah, it's like you know where, when you read a good story or, yeah, or not. Yeah, I feel like you're probably and, a way better writer than I am, dude. Like I think that's been one of my bigger issues too. Is like I enjoy like the concept phase and all this other stuff. But I'm like, I, I, we've talked about this also before on the power. I'm like, I almost feel like I'm at the point where I want to get with like a bigger team. Like even you know traditional yeah. comic books, it's usually like three or four people working on. You have like a writer, editor, uh, you know, line artist, uh, colorist, I, <laughs> like yeah. special effects person. Yeah, with with like comics in general, I've like I've I've wanted to make my own comic before, right? But my my stopgap was the art portion, right? Because I'm not yeah. I'm not like a traditionally good artist, like to you know be completely honest with myself and everyone else, you know, yeah. like yeah. Um, you haven't put so, in the time into that skill set, dude. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But if if someone, you know, here's the thing: anyone can make art, right, and make it and make it look good. Anyone can write a story and make it and make it 
sound good, right? Combining those two is really tough. Yeah. There's a reason why Stanley and Jack Kirby fucking like like people know those two names because for two people, a writer and an artist to be in such it's such like fucking simpatico, you know, like just aura around each other, you know, to do this so long to create so many different things, it's unheard of. You yeah, know? but also I feel like people forget that they came up with a lot of dog shit too. They came up with a yeah. ton of dog shit, but yeah, and like the company was great, when it, was, it was like timeless. several times. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to go through like all the bad stuff to get to the good stuff, right? I think that's what like people mm-hmm. forget. Like you remember like the highlights, but you're not like, oh yeah, they just like woke up and chose greatness. Like no, man, they were shoveling yeah. through like you know swaths of dog turds to get to like the gold nuggets you know like yeah, like yeah. you have to figure out like what doesn't work and like you know shorthands and like how to quickly produce like uh something in a weekly or bi-weekly basis you know it's a you know, whole you know skill what set I found too in terms of uh of collaboration like let's say i helped you on your Go one on. shot right yeah let's say you have your vision and you're like okay me right mr it, right? gimpy joint yeah. You know, kind of like Spike Lee, but you're But Mr. let's say Gimpy. your vision does not align with what I'm into, right? Yeah. At that point, I feel you build resentment because my writing isn't going with what was in your mind's eye, right? Yeah. So I think I think that's the other issue because I've had a project where um, I started it with people like, like Sir Solace and uh, Sir Trike, who I've made games with before. Um, yeah. We started doing a horror game together. Oh. Um, and got scared just, just hearing about it all three of our view viewpoints and what we like in horror games did not match up yeah dude uh, so it's such a like wide one, genre yeah so that's like the one project that we've all kind of started that didn't even get to the uh point where we were putting stuff on wax you know what i mean yep. uh so i think that uh that if whoever's starting this you have to find um a, an individual who with your idea knows enough about it or is is interested in it as well right or like they're just like a gun for hire they're willing to uh be to, a merc for cash yeah yeah exactly because yeah. like the, my issue with the horror game was um my like sir solace wanted a more atmospheric horror that builds dread but we we're doing it in a 2d space right so i was doing the level design and we were all kind of like working on the story together but uh for me doing level design for an atmospheric horror in 2d i couldn't like i could not envision that at all right yeah like like all of my level design points are based on action sets oh like i'm not the one to make like scenic backgrounds or like rpg areas you know i want to make something that's that you're moving through and it's like memorable like oh this is a really cool jump or this is a really cool like like thing that happened in that level you know like uh, an event or something like like having that i couldn't do it and then he did not want jump scares you know i think jump scares have their place so you know and then the story is another tool we kind of argued about it too you know he's like oh jump scares are cheap i'm like yes if you overuse them or if you use it as a trope but if but the jump scares that stick with you are ones you don't expect you know that's why they're called that's why they're fucking in everything because people try and capture that magic so you know it's it's just something that didn't work out you know but i think that um doing it if if if, uh when there's a whole r2 level design too especially like Mm -hmm. Uh, when you lay out a room and stuff, like just the amount of stuff you're in, like you put in there, like when I did like all those 
that whole world for that like uh, RPG that never got made, but I finished you know doing all the rooms and the big world design. Uh, there's a lot that goes into like just like the composition and like thinking of like guiding like the player's eye or like how the player navigates an area, and like you don't really think about it, but like what I tend to do like the same with like colors like if you colorize anything or do some editing, like I try to chop everything down to like just like as much as possible, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I turn everything up as high as I could go. And then like, I start dialing it back into like, uh, it gets to like the most simplest form where it's like, yeah, I might only want like a couple of like trees or something or like a half a road here or like something that leads like a path or maybe like one or two rocks, but it'll start out with like 20, 30, like everything just like maxed out. And then like, I try and dial it back from there, uh, sure. to strike a good, balance for the eye to lead the eye like and then i also like work backwards and think of like the purpose of like that stage or level of like or what, is, what am i trying to convey here and like that's yeah. so hard to do if like you guys don't even have a, a clear vision on like what you're yes. trying to convey out in a hole you're like oh yeah i'm trying to like just make things and they're like nah, i don't like that it's like but you can't really put your finger on like why you don't like something so it just seems like you're yeah. being attacked you're like all right well yeah. why don't you like it? Do you, is it just like the way it is or like blah blah, blah. it's like yeah, it's just not really what we're going for it's like what are we going for then bro yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lay it on me man you know yeah. so i'm going for more of like a, an ethereal and it's like oh god damn it yeah. here we for, go for, for what we found is um i was going for resident evil and like other people were going for silent hill you know oh. yeah. two two very successful horror franchises with very different methods of interacting with the player you know yeah and it just very... it just was a project that just didn't work you know there's a reason why why certain developers don't make certain genres you know what i mean so and that's just kind of what we ran into stick to your wheelhouse type of thing i don't know there's uh yeah there's things to be done you could do mm -hmm. things i've seen like a really good 2d resident evil clone before oh no i've seen some good 2d stuff it's just it just at that point in time with my level of skill uh in, in your ambitions were too grand Gibson, my ambitions i don't even think like they were grand and probably out of scope out of my personal scope but um yeah. It was a lot of kicking the can down the road, you know what I mean? Yep. Just, I I didn't know what I wanted. And we were doing this for a game jam as well, so we were on a time crunch too. Yep. And and the previous game jam we did, like we had like I had a vision, we just like did it immediately. You know, just yeah. from 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 my mind to concept it took like a day every time. Yep. And then this one took like before it was like a two week game jam. We were seven or eight days in before we even got anything on uh, like started coding or any art assets it was just a rough time yeah man it can be yeah like especially if you get like a weird concept or whatever because like you know like game jams they like, tend to give you like a random yes. idea or whatever so it's like maybe you even had like an idea before kind of like what you wanted and then like you got like you know the the secret sauce or the ingredient or like the engine or whatever limitations are within that then you have like the other bigger limitation of time uh and then it's uh getting you and your buddies to agree on something to do it's like really hard to do <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people just kind of take it for granted like ah oh, you know you just whip something together this would be fine it, it it goes to show like why people branch out into solo devving right because you it's your vision 100 yeah. percent. but you have to be everything you know yep. like if you don't if you don't have that everything skill set you got to depend on people and then that's where it gets rough and that be, that becomes um when you learn how to work with as a team or you know managing a team or the other yeah. things, which I think is a big skill set um, in indie devving. If you did, like, um, like I feel 
whatever the day is you and i make a project together you know yeah i, think, I keep threatening to do it too. i feel like we're the real superhero team up here dude i do i, I do I feel like you're the, the only hold out you're like oh, i don't really want to do it and i'm like that's oh, fine it's because i don't that's have fine. an idea right now you know what i mean i also I feel like we're kind of in different lanes right now too where i've been more 3d stuff and you've been more 2d been more stuff 3D stuff yeah that's true and like that's i haven't true. really crossed back to do any traditional 2d art until like recently even yeah yeah it's that's funny been weird. looking at 3d shit <laughs> <laughs> very recently uh i've been looking at uh go doing some 3d level design too because i've been um outside of like streaming and stuff i've really been enjoying the boomer shooter throwbacks you know i'm playing ultra kill uh a medieval and stuff and i was like i've the very first level i've ever made was in doom you know i was like let's let's get back into it you know and well, then let me you tell do, you like, about uh, trench broom bro you no know, no you doing trench broom <laughs> was actually like the big catalyst for this because when you discovered that i was really just getting back into some boomer shooters i i um reinstalled dusk um i was going through that i was enjoying the hell out of it i'm like man i miss games like this you know so so maybe there is yeah. something in the future for us in the 3d space but but i would be i wouldn't be as helpful in the 3d space as i would be in the 2d space at this moment in time i think you'd be surprised how many of the skills like translate directly over oh, i don't yeah, know I'm sure yeah it's definitely. like i don't know you, there's definitely like a learning curve to everything like you you know and like you're already like your time's at a premium you're like with your personal projects where you're like yeah i barely have time to fish my own shit right now like yeah. uh, let alone learn like a whole new tool set to like work on an unnamed random ass project that we don't even have it this is like when you try to come up with your horror game idea you're like oh yeah let's uh come up with something you're like ah, i don't know what it is yet you know exactly but yeah exactly. i definitely think that this is the ultimate superhero team up though it's like right, uh, we, right. here's the thing like point. batman and superman it took them a while to team up right and then world's finest yeah. you know became a thing and, and it's not like they, they teamed up all the time you know but but, yep. but they knew what each other were doing i think that's the, i think that's what's happening dude just one right. day the paths will cross and then we'll we'll get something knocked out um but uh yeah dude i think that kind of what we're talking about just our own personal struggle struggles and stuff i think that um that that's going to lead us perfectly into what i wanted to talk about today for the pod oh. and that's um triple a is floundering right now i think that they are lost in what to do i think that we've reached a point in uh gaming's lifespan where uh it's more of a commercial product than it is an artistic expression yeah you know i i think that's what's happening and even like these big commercial games that are typically tent poles among uh, uh on releases you know you could count them yearly you could count them to make a fucking hundred million dollars every every pop these games are fucking struggling dude whether yep. it's battlefield 2042 whether it's the new madden NBA 2K23, dude, these games are all shitting the bed on release. The last Damn. Assassin's Creed, you know what I mean? It just, just these games where where people are like, oh, they're generic, right? Sure, but they still sell 100 million copies. When these games are coming yeah. out and they're like getting, you know, as trash as they can in the media, because you know, like IGN's not gonna rate rate like the new Madden a one, yep, <laughs> even though it deserves a one. I think it got rated like a f six, but a six from IGN is basically a one if you're yeah, a dude. big big game. So, if you've watched like any of their ratings, like everything's basically a nine or ten on IGN, dude. Like they don't, yeah, yeah. such shills at this point, dude. A hundred percent. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I think I think that um, we're at a point where the big studios are so beholden to shareholders into knocking this hundred million dollar project out, where we're not getting these like mid tier. And we've talked about this before on the on the podcast, dude. There are no great double A games anymore yeah like, it definitely seems to like there's been a series of acquisitions as well that have like been going on where like a lot of the mid-tier or developers have been getting like bought up like we saw like uh 
Facebook buying up like a bunch of places and like them getting like stopped. Uh, we yeah. see like uh, you know the Activision Blizzard being bought up and like th- they're trying to put a stop to that in like different countries. Uh, you see like Sony like buying up bigger studios. Uh, I don't know. You, you're going to see like a bunch of like weird indie kickups that are just like being positioned just to be bought up, which isn't a great place to be either. And then I think you're seeing like more of the triple A big team uh, trying to position itself as like a streaming service, right? So their their position isn't necessarily on games first anymore. It's like, how can we just milk these franchises and like get the money no matter what, no matter what we're putting out, you know? So it definitely seems like as things shift as how we even consume like video games in general, I think we're definitely have uh, just a clearing of like the old floor of like what's popular, what's hot. Uh, it, I would, I, I talked to you a little bit about this before the streaming and Star Wars. Like, I feel like the big equalizer that came out was Fortnite, you know, like it or hate it, but they kind of broke down like all the walls that were dividing all the different gardens where they're like, no, we want cross platform play. Like if you have like an Xbox or a PlayStation or the PC, you should be able to play with your friends. And like, they like really paved the way for like all these other games to be more accessible, like to a lot of people. So, as we see all the games like kind of get cleared out of as the triple A's keep like falling short, they keep having like the lamest excuse like, Oh, uh, so we didn't know how bad this game would be. It's like, you didn't know, like everybody knows, like you do not have eyes, dude. Like you didn't I read the beta notes. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It's not yeah. and like, if you look at like, um, you've done like QA and stuff, right? Like the yep. actually did a quality QA assurance this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, they know, like you have usually like a spreadsheet of like, these are like the top things that like will break our game and like blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, and then like there's cert as well, which is, you know, you can think, uh, you know, fan favorite game of the podcast, Cyberpunk for actually making a uh, PlayStation and Xbox use their certs again. Cause like for a long time, they're just like, oh, you'll patch it day one, whatever. And then like Cyberpunk dropped and they're like, oh, wait, maybe we shouldn't let broken shit on our storefronts. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah, free yeah, good publicity for both storefronts, like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, where's the Nintendo seal of approval on this? The quality assurance. Uh, right. Yeah. And like we saw this with like even Halo, like beloved AAA franchises where you're just like, you can just leave this in the oven for like another, you know, six year nine and a half. months. Year and a half. Yeah. It's crazy. Did you get to check out the, the Forge drop? No, it didn't drop yet. Dang. I didn't get into the flight either, but that's that'll be it. when I when when I test it, it'll be for the different pod. I have no oh. hope. I have no hope. I I was telling uh, my wife that it's been nearly a full year since that game's come out. And they gave us one new map. Dang. Just saying, you know, no new game modes. The playlists are trash. Like it's, it's it's a sad state of affairs. But that's that's like gaming as a whole. You know, um, I think that the reason why I've decided to really expand my horizons, play play games in genres that are popular, that uh, could be a genre that I didn't really care for before. Like like the other day when I played Rust with you. Shout out shout out yourself and Crab spork as well oh. for playing rust and guys showing me the ropes um i had a blast dude did i have a bl- yeah. did i did it have all of these survival aspects that i typically hate yes it did did you guys alleviate that for me by taking on the stuff i didn't i don't like doing like resource gathering building a base stuff like that yes you did and it helped me all right but did i get to experience the game more 
and get to the fun parts that you guys that your stories you've told me about sound amazing and get to experience that myself yes you I get did. an amazing you know? couple amazing stories out of it dude yeah dude like the like we were I wrote a, a, begged some scraps and guns off of people dude scrap you uh <laughs> i was like i'll be point, your e-girlfriend for a gun that dude. point where we were gearing up to go raid a base then we got raided and they came at us with rocket launchers and shit <laughs> yeah they stole my painting that i painted for the... yeah <laughs> yeah you see that that emergent gameplay and stuff where where it it's it's so few and far between, right? Because that's why people like BRs is like it's 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 low 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 action low 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 low. You know, uh, yep. like you get the highs and lows. Like when I played Rust with you guys, because you took some of the mundane mundane portions of it out of it for me, I had nothing but highs. You know, yeah, you're riding the like, highs then. Yeah, you probably have so. a terrible time if you try to play that game again now by yourself. Oh, I tried dude. to play it by myself. I couldn't do it. Dude. I had to log yeah. off. It's awful. I couldn't do Rip. it. I have to play with people. But that, and I got okay. into like some fishing the other day in it where I was just sitting down fishing. Our buddy saw me on. He's like, what you up to? I'm like, I'm just down here fishing. He's like, for real? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, word. <laughs> that was it, dude. Nice. He's like, oh, you're not actually playing the game, bro. You're just doing a fishing sim. Right, for sure. But yeah, man, I think that um, kind of what's, what's happening now is the industry in AAA has found itself in this cycle of big release every every year and patch the game up for the first year and then the the what you actually wanted from this game is the second year you know, you know? i'll say it here you know if we're doing wild predictions always i feel like we're hitting the bus cycle you know like there was the big bus cycle of like the early 90s where like all these gaming companies like started basically almost like going bankrupt like everybody uh, had some bulls, you know, I think the telltale sign before what it was, was like, everyone had a video game console, like dropping and yeah. like nobody was buying it. I think now everyone's going to be trying to make their own streaming service. All right. And they're going to be busting. I think that's the next, uh, everyone's instead of trying to make like the next big con- like video game console, they're all going to be trying to make the next big streaming service of video games. And that's going to be the next, like everything's going to be busting there. Uh, and it's going to take like another, I don't know, maybe I'll take Nintendo again to like step up and be like, yeah, no, we're still just going to make good games and uh, forget everybody else. But for yeah, all the I, shit Nintendo does, they are always the savior of the industry, dude. I swear. Or at least they have video games. Like they just put games first, man. Like even when they were facing like financial woes, like the president was like, I'll just take a pay cut and we'll pay the people who will get us out of this situation the same amount of money. We're not doing massive layoffs. Or it's like you see somebody like, you know, Blizzard Activision, where it's like, yeah, we had the most profitable quarter ever, so we're going to lay off like five thousand people. <laughs> You're like, what? That's, or yeah, even like, uh, yeah, didn't Ubisoft just do that too? Fuck. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, yeah we're making profits, but it's not enough. I, I I think you're onto something with that. I don't think it'll be a streaming platform because I think too much goes into that. But I think storefronts. Yeah, and chasing like the, the storefront game heavy. Um, Bethesda storefront will, is closing down now after the Microsoft yeah. acquisition. It's the first bus, um, dude. I'm telling you, everyone's gonna start. Bus. Everybody's gonna be closing up soon, dude. Like I don't know why. Like e, it seems like EA's origin portion is is destined to close soon. Like they're having a new launch. And Ubisoft like just place. close and lose a bunch and of stuff or a no, bunch of games Ubi, on it. Ubi Connect is it. still there. They, it was called UPlay something or other, or and now it's Ubi Connect. And they that rebranding really isn't sticking because it still says UPlay on a lot of shit. Uh, like yeah. a six or eight months later, so who knows what the fuck they're doing? But you know, you guys missed the ball. Like Steam's the game in town. Just you know. <laughs> like coming God, to this like 30 years it. late dude like this is yeah, wild dude. exactly so 
who knows what'll happen, but I think that I think that you're onto something. Um, yeah, what, I, I think, think this is just like the first signs of a downturn in the in the bigger industry market of like a, a bus cycle, uh, yeah. and like it could last like you know four I or think, five years or like a decade, yeah. dude. Is, yeah. Oh, I think there's you know I'm not like being like a doom or a naysayer. I think there's still going to be a lot of great games that are going to be coming out. I think it'll mostly be from like the indie front. I think. We were talking before about like what's what's the hot games, what what's going to be coming out that's going to be big, and I think it's going to be people that can connect multiple people on different platforms together. So uh, whatever that looks like, you know, we're just taking random shots at it, but I don't know, man. I think there's something to it, something easily picked up and played by a lot of people that's easily accessible, uh, uses the internet. I don't, it's very generic uh, web bro terms I'm throwing out, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go like even further and be like, not like if, if I was like miss, uh, you know, you know, popular medium, <laughs> psychic, uh, yeah. you know, I would, I would say like throwing out like other things that won't be, it probably will not be like an NFT. It won't always be an online thing. Uh, it'll probably be on like, uh, you know, Google or AWS servers. <laughs> it'll probably have like mobile access to it. Like the closest you know. we've come to this is Fortnite. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Um, For better or worse, I know a lot of people don't like it. Uh, it's not everyone's it cup of tea. I think it faltered because they didn't capitalize on their original characters soon enough. Okay, I just I think, think it was kind of the, like a flash pan type of thing. Like it was never going to be everyone's type of game. Uh, it's kind of like when you know Madden got big originally. There was like other football games during that time. But yeah. it, what people went to was like, oh, I want the you know players and the name brands that I know, the teams I know and love. Uh, but that being said, it was always just like a smaller slice of the bigger gaming genre. It wasn't like, oh, only football games are now taking over. This is it, man. We got to start making more Madden clones. Everyone was like, all right, we'll try like maybe college football and that didn't work. So like whatever. We'll just like a, a get off that hill. And like you see this with like every hot property that comes out. You saw it with like a World of Warcraft, although all the WoW killers that were going to come out were like, we're building the biggest MMORPG ever, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's like GTA when everyone like was making like their GTA clones. They're yeah. like, yeah, GTA 3 is hot, but you're going to uh, lose your mind when it comes to, uh, what's the big Xbox one? Uh, Saints Row? Were, no, no, it was like, you could just, yeah, Saints Row was one of them. But it was like, you could destroy things. Uh, Mercenaries? Ah, man, whatever. PlayStation as well. Yeah, you got. You probably know. It was like you had to buy it to get like the Halo Two demo. Crackdown. Boom, Crackdown. So, <laughs> boom. As soon as I knew I mentioned Halo, you connect the dots, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they're like Crackdown will be it. You know, like, yeah. But there's like Saints Row. There's a bunch of them, right? That all came out around there. Yeah. We're, we're going to be the GTA killer, and they weren't. Uh, but like that being said, now everyone's playing GTA. It wasn't like this game's going to encompass everything. It'll be. You know, and I think Fortnite's just another one of those things where it's like, this is like a, a fun game that's in the zeitgeist, but it was never going to take over the entire industry. Like, this is the only game everyone's ever going to play. It's like, no, the people who enjoy that type of game are just going to play that. Uh, I think and, it's the closest it's ever come. Yeah. Since, since being like, like a Tetris ubiquitous experience. Mario or Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. It was like an experience. Like it, it definitely yeah. has shaped a generation of video gamers. It 100%. is their Tetris or Mario. Yep. It uh, did. It did. The younger kids, there's a you can floss dance at any eight year old's birthday party right now, and they'll know what you're doing. Yep, yep. It'd be true. cool. It'd be cringe, not cool. Never mind. Sorry, I think, I, the think, wrong I think that's what it is, man. I think I think you stumbled on the nail on the head, man. I think that 
what we just lived through was a generational touchstone, and that is Fortnite. Yeah. We have an entire we generation a... of kids who know that game, and those dances are Fortnite dances. They don't know where the fuck any of them came from except for Fortnite. Yeah. And we've been in a boom period uh, because of how long the Xbox 360 lasted. Mm-hmm. Like that thing was like, uh, you know, up for like that 12 could, years. This thing could almost have kids, but right? Yeah. yeah, dude. yeah. So I feel like yeah. we we're like in the hot boom cycle. And now that that's over, it's like, all right, we got the new generation. And then the thing after that, but like nothing's really sticking as hard. Uh, so we're kind of back to like these weird four-year cycles. But it's really not enough time for AAA developers to get their heads around like the technology and not put out like a buggy piece of shit game. Like I, I think that's where we also well, the last generation uh, lasted about eight eight years. I think, uh, think your internet's dying. Did it just die? I still Kinda see it. There you go. There you go. Remember, we just had to move this mic a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, it was probably eight or twelve years, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it lasted way longer than the normal cycle, though. Uh, and because developers had so much time with that hardware, they mm-hmm. were able to deliver some of the best software experiences ever. They maxed it. Uh, yeah, they hundred percent yeah. maxed it out. Definitely. Whereas now they're like trying to take like that high bar, but like they're coming at like new stuff and they're just like stumbling right out the gate. Like they're just like it's like they're pole vaulting and just like fucking falling on their face. So. Um... To end this, um, I'm going to say what I think would help the industry as a whole to just raise the bar of quality that we're getting. And I think that every single developer, instead of setting a release date and try and just doing whatever you can to stick that, and then your plan being, we'll release a day one patch delay your game so you don't need a day one patch that that is it Uh, dropping knowledge all of these games that we've mentioned all of this could be solved by more time in the oven halo infinite battlefield 2042 madden the three games that we just mentioned off the top right all could be solved with that madden for instance and every single sports franchise should do this they should have an every two-year cycle if that you don't need uh-huh. an entire new game every year. Just release the new the new packs for uh, like the like the team rosters and shit, free agency and all that shit. Make it DLC. Charge like ten bucks for it, right? Amend that to like instead of Madden twenty two, it's Madden twenty three now because you paid the ten bucks for the roster update, right? Make tweaks here and there, and then when twenty twenty four comes out, charge a full fucking thing for it. But you had two years of development for this whole fucking thing. Because you could have Matt, you could have the last year's Madden run on a skeleton crew, but but and then have the majority of your team working on the next iteration. So I think having more time in the oven would help everything. Like yes, you have shareholders to do too, but you can you imagine how happy your consumers would be because they know you release the same fucking game every year anyway. Like like COD and Activision, <laughs> COD and Activision almost cracked the code with switching developers every year for cod you know because they have longer developer cycles i think just just uh no one really knows what to do with cod anymore because they're always just trying to top themselves but also stay stay in their own lane it's like this weird like series identity that cod's going through right now we'll see how modern warfare 2 does 
but I think that that their model, like not everyone can just throw three or four devs on one project and just make your own, but you can take that that concept and and tweak it to yourself. You know what I mean? I think that's the key, dude. I think that's the key. More I think time. the key is to drop Fortnite too, bro. <laughs> no, like if I was going to be serious and like if uh, we have some bigger developers listening, this won't be the most popular thing, but I think because of the new hardware shift, what you're going to have to do is like take your bigger franchises and just wait. I would wait a year or two before even trying to develop them. I would take those teams and put them on like three or four very small new IPs uh, and put those out because one, it gives the team like a little bit of a break from what they've been working on Two. People are way more forgiving of like new ideas and new games and yes. new genres. Yep. Uh, so like if it comes out busted or broken, people will be like, yeah, but it's new, man. And like you gotta give it a shot. Like it's cool concepts, and you guys have the talent there. Like at all these studios to like do any of that. Like you, there's probably like you know you and I come up with like you know if we just had to like sit down for an hour, we could probably come up with like easily a hundred ideas. Like if there's like a if you have like a team of like engineers and software developers and artists, you come up with a couple thousand ideas, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah in an hour and then you just take that and like you know you do your market research and be like all right what are people into and then when you take you know you do a process of elimination you like get that down to three ideas or four and you say all right we're gonna make some two to three uh double or single a games and we're just gonna like crank those out in the next year or two uh and just throw out new ip after new ip so that way your team actually gets a workflow down they get a handle on the new hardware uh they can work out like some of the common bugs that they can see across all those genres uh, and then like you can have like a really solid base foundation and you can take some of those core systems from each of those genres and put it into your bigger triple a game experience that is like a core franchise to your brand identity. Uh, you know, that's how I would tackle the same problem. Uh, but that being said, like you just wasted like two years. So now you're going to be like two years out before your, like, your triple a Ted pool gets put out. So, you know, either, spend two years putting out like some new ideas, new products and for your team to warm up or you build like a whole, a bunch of bad will, which you guys have already done. You're experts at, <laughs> and now uh, you have like two more years and like, hopefully you learned your lesson and like things work out this next time things will be different, but they probably won't. <laughs> uh, or you could take Mr. Gamby's advice and like wait like another year. So now you have like a three year development cycle and you put out like an actual polished, uh, product that people enjoy and love. Uh, or, you know, you throw out another busted thing because people seem to keep fucking buying them for whatever reason. They're like, next time will be different. I don't know. It's yeah, only right. a six. Uh, That's probably fine. Fucking the industry is a fucking abused spouse right now, dude. I swear. I feel like consumers are finally starting to, like, wise up a little bit more now, though. A little bit, but not, not, not fast enough for me. Yeah. Uh, but on that note, bro, I think uh, I think it's time we, we call it a call it a pod. All right, man. But, uh, you know, some good thoughts here. Uh, sound off in the comments if you guys have any ideas for how these larger developers can fix things. Um, fix I think, it. I think we're on a downward slope, personally. But uh, you guys yeah, might feel yeah. different. I think there's the bus cycle coming, man. Yeah, <laughs> All right, man. For the Combo Wombo podcast, I'm Mr. Gimpy. Chip Monk. And we will see you guys next week. Like, share, subscribe. We Bye. out.